everybody, welcome to the Seven Innings Podcast, and I know we're supposed to be in the midst of mayhem right now. Uh, obviously, of course, we can't have that on the field, but that doesn't mean we can't have a little podcast mayhem, so that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm not going to spill the beans on everything we got coming up in the next few weeks. Just suffice it to say, it's going to be massive, and we're going to have plenty of mayhem for you on the podcast, and it starts this week. Beth Mullins, Amanda Scarborough. Jen Schroeder, Michelle Smith, Holly Rowe, Jessica Mendoza, our usual cast of characters and thousands behind the scenes bringing you the best in softball coverage. And our very special guests this week, Olympians and Collegians once again, Rachel Garcia, Bubba Nichols, Deja Mulipola. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Deja, let's start with you. And, and I guess the big breaking news in the last couple of days is the fact that you guys get to go back to school while you continue to prepare for the Olympics that have been rescheduled for next summer. summer. So how did that news come about for you guys, and what's been the reaction amongst you and Bub and Rachel? Um, I was actually in contact with Coach Candrea a lot during the process, um, just because he was kind of the spokesperson for me um, talking to Coach Erickson. So we were in communication a lot, back and forth, and then I was in communication with Coach Erickson about what that would look like um, and what was best for the team. And then, of course, talking to Bubba and Rachel as well to see where their heads were at. Um, So I was lucky I wasn't in this situation by myself, but I'm super excited that we get this opportunity to not only graduate, play our senior year, and then go to the Olympics all in one. So, I mean, that's the best of all three worlds for us. It's deja vu. Do we have your permission? Deja vu. (laughs) Yeah, you have my permission to do whatever you want. <laughs> I like it. We get you back for another year. It's so cool. Bubba, was the decision made collectively by the three of you, or once you heard the Wildcat was coming back, the two Bruins had to jump back into the mix? I was actually kind of talking with Deja about it here and there and just seeing where her head was at. Not, We weren't even thinking about the spring. We were more so thinking about just like summer and fall. And then when we started to think that spring could possibly, you know, be a potential option then we started to consider it more and then we told our coaches they're like all on board they're like wait that sounds awesome and then they like brought it to a head more hi guys it's jen so did were you guys involved in the decision making process like you went to your coaches and you actually got to help decide if the three of you were going to get the chance to compete with your colleges i I wouldn't go ahead mama you go you go Oh, I feel like it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. Well, because no one really, I feel like for me, I just kind of started talking to Deja, like, oh, what are you going to do with your classes? Like, what do you want to do for school? And, um, so then she just kind of said, you know, I'm going to do summer school and then I'm going to do like fall. And then, then we started having like USA meetings and they just told us about like what their plans are for training. And then we're, then our coaches, it just it kind of like meshed together. It wasn't really anyone instigated it, but we just kind of all collectively like put out the idea and then everyone agreed with it. Yeah. How, how would you guys even, you know, talking about, you know, this spring and the fact that you did have to balance kind of everything, you know, with training, being on tour with the USA team and now looking forward to next year, knowing you're going to have to balance, even though you're going to be with your college team, but in the back of your mind, knowing the Olympics are looming, your teammates are out there, you're playing against each other. I mean, the two of you are going to be competing against each other just months before you'll be teammates 
um, as Olympians in Tokyo. Have you kind of started to think about that? I mean, fortunately enough for all three of us, we've gotten the experience to play against and with each other. So, I mean, we kind of know what each of us brings to the table and it makes it that much more fun when we go up head to head against each other. I mean, the UCLA and Arizona rivalry is, is something that's always fun. So, I mean, we're looking forward to it and then looking forward to joining up together in the summer as well. So it'll be fun. Uh, quick question on your training now. Um, are, are you able to uh, to work on stuff and, and are you thinking about maybe drills or practices that, that Coach Erickson might give you with Team, S- Team USA? Are you all focused back now on UCLA and Arizona? How's your mindset with all that? Um, I feel like with everything going on, for me, I'm just kind of working on like the details that I wasn't able to pay attention to when we were on tour and just like kind of in the midst of game mode the whole time. But um, I still am definitely incorporating, like, it's very interesting how Coach Erickson, he has different coaching techniques from Coach I and uh, Kirk and Coach Lisa. So I like to try and incorporate that on my own. But as far as like, uh, you know, playing and those, are, it's kind of on the back burner now. So we're just kind of trying to work on skills and stuff. What conversation? Had for, and I'd like both of you to answer this with your coach that yes, you're Olympians and yes, you're these elite athletes. But when you come back to your college team, UCLA and Arizona, what conversations have you had about you're still going to have to compete for your starting job back or you're still going to have to be competitive to, to find your place in the lineup? What, what have those conversations been like? I mean, fortunate enough, um, I have a very close relationship with Coach Kendrea, so there's nothing that I can't talk to him about. Um, but if I have to work again to get that spot, that's what I'm going to do or whatever's best for the team. If I have to go play outfield, I'll go play outfield. If I have to learn how to pitch, I'll learn how to pitch. But, I mean, going back into college, um, those are some of my best friends. So no hard feelings if somebody beats me out at catcher or what I'm going to have to do to work to get another spot to play. So, Hey, um, for both of you guys, what was it like to not be with your team this past season, even though it was cut short, but to watch them play, did you communicate with them? Like, what was it like to like still feel like you're a part of the team, but then also be on this other team all the while they're playing games competing without you? What was that like? At first, I think it was pretty, for me, it was pretty challenging because I saw how much fun they were having and I felt like I, I knew exactly like what they were doing the whole time because I was just in their bubble the past season. So I kind of knew what they were joking about or what they were always had these little mottos that they were saying. Um, and at first it was challenging, but just being able to play with the USA girls, it kind of made me a lot more comfortable with knowing that, Hey, like we're your teammates now, we're your teammates too. And so we started to learn to have our own kind of like how to figure out how to do things together and hang out together, even off the field. Deja, did you, like, follow them? Were you, like, on every box score on Twitter, like, constantly following? Like, what were you doing to kind of, like, follow the team still? Oh, I was texting all of my teammates constantly, Snapchat, text, Instagram, whatever I could to get, like, stay connected with them. Um, They FaceTimed me a lot, but like Bubba said, we had each other, so I was really close with Bubba and Rachel um, on tour. And we just have a lot of amazing teammates. So it really wasn't too tough. It was just more of FOMO and missing out and knowing how much fun that they're having. But other than that, we were still living the Olympic dream. So you couldn't be too mad about it. 
And Bubba, for someone like you who plays a wide variety of positions, especially with Team USA, right? But at UCLA, you mostly play outfield. So how are you going to figure out how to balance and making sure that you're still training on potentially playing middle infield or third base with Team USA? How are you going to make sure that you're prepared for USA when I'm assuming you're going to be playing mostly outfield at UCLA? That, yeah, that's definitely something I've talked about with Coach I and Coach Kirk and Coach Lisa. We've all talked about how, you know, whatever role I need to fill, whether that means going into the infield or outfield for UCLA, they're more than prepared to prepare me for whatever position I'm going to potentially be at or I need to prepare for. And that's kind of – I've always liked that type of idea anyway of being a, pl- a utility player and just being able to be prepared for any position. So – they're really on board with just preparing me, even if it means staying a little bit after practice or just doing a little bit extra. This is the uh, Seven Innings Podcast. Uh, uh, Bubba Nichols is with us. UCLA Team USA. Deja Mulipola is with us. Uh, what is it, Holly? Deja vu is the new <laughs> name. Deja vu all over again, baby. All over again, baby, from the University of Arizona Bear Down. They're with us uh, talking about their experiences with the Olympic team and now uh, the uh, ability to come back and play with their college teams while preparing for the Olympics next year. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Bubba, and then Deja, you can go. I'm, I'm curious about your, um, your mental state right now. I know for a lot of us, uh, last night was supposed to be Selection Sunday as we tape this on, on a Monday during the week, and, and we're getting ready for the NCAA tournament and then getting ready to watch you guys over the summer, and then all of a sudden, whoop, big old stop sign uh, gets thrown in our face. So, we're all dealing with, um, as broadcasters and as fans, but Bubba, how have you been dealing with it mentally as a, as a player? And now a whole nother set of circumstances gets thrown at you now with a chance to go back to school. I, I've been, you know, I feel like I'm struggling just as much as everyone else. If, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there struggling much more, but as far as like playing, it's definitely allowed me to, reevaluate what's important and seeing, you know, being there for my support system, which is my family and seeing what, how, what they do when I'm not around and I'm usually playing and stuff. So as far as like dealing with being away from my teammates, we've thankfully been doing a lot of zoom meetings every week. So I keep in communication with them all the time. So it's really awesome to be able to touch base with them and just be able to communicate virtually but as far as just being home and being with my family, it's made me really be a more appreciative of my support system and, you know, makes me actually really excited for when we get to play and I know they'll be there for me. Yeah. I, I have a question for both of you. Um, Deja, we can start with you is you had this experience. You're on tour with team USA. Give me an example of a few things that you are better at right now because of that experience on the field in the box, at your position. I'd love to know how you are both technically becoming more proficient. I definitely think on the mental side of the game, just kind of learning things that I never knew before. There's so much experience that a lot of the teammates and staff bring to us. And I never would have gotten that kind of information without being, you know, at this level. So I think that's a pretty cool aspect, whether it be defense or offense, everybody always has something to contribute and kind of share and nobody is really, like, holding back information. Like, if I'm talking Aubrey Monroe, we're obviously in the same position, but neither of us are afraid to share and exchange information, whether it's pitch calling or what you see at the plate. We're all trying to help each other get a little bit better because we're on the same team and we all have the same goal. So I think in that aspect, that's something I've gotten a lot better at. 
Bubba? I've definitely learned um, about being more disciplined with a type of routine off the field. Um, All those girls have taught me just, you know, they've really been very disciplined and really well with being in their own routines outside of softball that I have learned that, you know, journaling or reading more and just taking care of myself off the field. It really does help when I get onto the field. And since right now I can't, you know, obviously get onto the field, I've, been trying to do create little habits like they have taught me like just something as simple as waking up and having your coffee but also sitting down and having that journaling time to just reflect and mentally prepare for the day that's something that I've really learned and it's you know I've over tour when we would play games I learned I started to notice that helped me on the field because of my brain was just clear from any other thoughts except for what was happening on the field in front of me Uh, Okay, so Deja, you've had the chance now, and Bubba, this is going to be a question for you too, but you've had the chance to catch phenomenal pitchers your entire career, but now you're catching Kat Osterman, Monica Abbott, and the entire USA pitching staff, but specifically those two, I feel like they get a lot of the attention, two of the best pitchers in the entire world to ever play. Um, what's it, what have you learned about catching each of them that maybe you didn't know before? Um, or like something that you were like, whoa, like I didn't know that about the way that Monica threw or her rise ball or like, or catch drop ball, like something, think about that. And then Bubba, I wanted to ask you if you hit off of them, what has it been like? And what did you learn about them that you didn't know about them? You know, just from watching them play when you were growing up. I think catching wise, the coolest thing is knowing how different your pitchers are and kind of working with that. So if Kat starts in the game, I know she likes a little bit more of a relaxed catcher who's a little bit more quiet behind the plate, but still has good body language. Whereas Monica likes a lot of feedback, whether that be she's working on her fastball. She just wants you to say, hey, good job. Like she needs that kind of feedback, whereas Kat really doesn't like that. So I think just knowing that and Kat starts in the game and then Monica comes in, I know I have to flip a switch and know, hey, she likes this, this, and this, and kind of just have that in the back of my head. So just working with them and knowing what they like, um, I've learned off the field I need to build, like, strong relationships with them off the field just because I know I'll get a better understanding of where their brain is at on the field, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I'm pretty close to Kat. Luckily, she's taken me under her wing. Um, So working a little bit with Monica, but – We are getting there, (laughs) but just catching those top dogs is such, such an amazing feeling and getting to know that I get to work with them. is so fun. So. Yeah. And then for me as a hitter, um, it's still very challenging to hit off of them. They're so good, but I've definitely noticed that there's a maturity about them that is not like a lot of college pitchers and, like typically in college, whenever I'm facing a pitcher, I tend to notice what like their their most confident pitch is. I know that if they need a strike, I'll know that, okay, they're going to throw this pitch if they're like down in account. And so I can expect it to go to that spot nine times out of 10. Whereas, you know, with these pitchers, all, all of their pitches are so good and they can easily throw them for a strike and make them so deceiving that I really have to pay attention to their mannerisms, the count, how they're feeling. Like I have to pay attention to a lot more things than just, okay, that's her best pitch and she's down the count. Like I really have to be very – and it's hard when Deja – like when we do inner squads, Deja's catching everyone <laughs> cheeses Deja because she like knows what – like she knows how to get in our head as hitters. And we always just – we're like, Deja, come on, give us a break. Like these pitchers are already hard to hit off and you keep calling with the most 
weird pitches and they're throwing for strikes, but it's definitely a lot more challenging, but it's helped me learn a lot. Well, one thing, and Baba, you mentioned just the appreciation, you know, and I think we all have for the things that we're missing. It's like this, this ultimate pause that we get. And I know talking with young girls over Zoom, softball teams, I'd like to ask you both, now that you have this pause from the sport that, right, we've all played that since we're four, five, six years old, and you've never had a pause. If you could pick the one thing you miss the most about softball right now, what is it? Being with the girls, 100%. Yeah. That's my answer, too. I love those girls so much that even if we were out playing I don't know. Even if we were running 300-yard shuttles. Yeah, if we were doing conditioning. That's what, yeah, I agree, Deja. That's what I miss. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Question for you, uh, as you alluded earlier, a little bit of fear missing out with your collegiate team. Now next year you're going to be with your collegiate team, which is a comfort zone. We all know we play better Mm -hmm. when we're in the zone. You know what to expect. But will there be a little bit of the fear of missing out of training with Team USA when the Olympics will be – maybe when the collegiate season is over, just a month and a half, two months away. And and how will each of you handle that? So Deja, what will you do first? Yeah, like you said, college is definitely a comfort zone for me. Um, I've played with some of those girls since I was eight years old. So um, just having that factor, I'm, of course, going to be more comfortable at school, but I'm going to miss our relationship and chemistry that I've built with the USA teammates over this part of tour, whether it was in the fall or, you know, January, February, March, leading up to the tour. Um, but that's definitely something we're going to miss out on and we're going to have to kind of get a crash course on when we meet back up in May. So, I mean, that's pretty much the biggest thing is kind of team chemistry that we're going to miss out on. I know we're still going to keep in touch. Um, Kelsey Stewart said that she would FaceTime me and Bubba at least once a week to kind of catch up with us. So, I mean, we have communication with them, but it's just actually being on the field, actually playing with them that we're going to miss out have there yeah, been I agree. I'm sorry, Bubba. Have, have there been discussions yet, um, either amongst your yourselves or amongst the uh, Team USA or your college coaches about what the schedule is going to be like? Uh, will you try and carry a heavier course load in the fall and a lighter load in the spring? Are, are you uh, going to be able, do you think, to possibly take a weekend off uh, or a week off during – your college season to go join team USA for a, for a game or two on the tour. What, what have those discussions been like so far, Bubba? Uh, yeah, we've definitely communicated about potential missing out with um, our college teams a little bit, but it's not so much. I don't think they haven't really found, gotten through the logistics of it, but it's sounding like our coaches are in agreement that if they need us for say some type of, tournament or a game that we're going to be able to join not even tournament but just being able to train for something specifically um just to step away for a minute and I really like that our college coaches are on board with that because then that'll allow us to like catch up with those girls and not just be completely isolated from them the entire time um but there's definitely been communication about us joining with USA here and there Okay, so I want to put you guys on the spot, and I, I do not want a politically correct answer here. So <laughs> you, you didn't get to finish your entire tour, but you had played quite a few of the collegiate top teams before all of this got canceled. You know, we, we'll never know who would have won the national championship this year. Who was the best college team you faced and why? Good one. Great question. 
And they can't say their own teams or they can say their own yes. teams? Yes. Say, okay. okay. Be, but don't be politically correct. I want the real scoop. Hmm. Both of you. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I, this isn't politi- politically correct or being biased, but like UCLA, I think, was pretty hard. Not going to lie. They were just like so carefree and just had like literally no expectation in the game. And I, I know that from watching them, just like how loose that they play, they play better. And I noticed that even our teammates, like they say like, why are they all like making jokes and like making faces and stuff? And I'm like, I'm laughing because well, one, they're just like trying to be silly, but they I know that they're just literally so carefree that they will go out there and swing at something way over their head and they'll just laugh about it because they just they had no care in the world but it made them really challenging to like really get serious and compete against them Asia yeah I think both of our college teams kind of gave us a run for our money um for me personally I'm gonna team just because it was five to four and I was kind of a little bit nervous um, but I had a lot of pregame jitters and butterflies going into it. So for me, that was the hardest game. I mean, we only got to play Florida, UCLA. Oh, wait, we played a, actually a couple. I'm just going to scratch that. Ignore I said that. But I definitely think our two college teams were definitely two of the hardest that we had faced. And, and I would guess that they will be two of the prohibitive favorites heading into next season. Uh, one of the one of the other big reasons why is now joining us. Uh, I see Rachel Garcia there. Look, she's already back in the Bruin bubble. She's already got the gear on, already getting a workout in. Welcome uh, to the uh, reigning. You get to be national player of the year for two years, Garcia. <laughs> you know when we when we talk to players that left to go and, and be on the national team and then they come back to their regular squad, one of the things they talk about is just the atmosphere, the maturity, and the leadership that they bring back to their collegiate team. You guys may be stepping onto a squad that may have 20 or 25 players, and they're all awfully good. So, Rachel, what are you most excited to bring back with you from the national team Olympic experience uh, to UCLA? I I would say just – just my knowledge learning from some of the best female athletes in the game. Um, I mean, being around to the people who have been like through this whole journey, I think was probably the best part about being on team USA was that like the times that I like, well, personally that I was feeling a little bit kind of stressed out or just kind of worn down. Like those two were the two who I would go to Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman when I needed just kind of like a pick me up. So I feel like being, being able to be that kind of backbone for UCLA whenever they're feeling that that experience, especially since this will be my sixth year, <laughs> I feel like that that's what I could provide for UCLA. Uh, Rachel, we're just so happy to have all three of you guys. Thanks, by the way, for joining us. It's awesome to get a chance to talk to you guys. Um, Rachel, you talked a little bit about working with Kat and with Monica. I'm curious, just like more pitch-specific-wise, was there anything from each of them that you learned from a grip to a mindset to a drill to a way of attacking a hitter? Like what specifically pitching wise do you feel like you learned from, from each of them and the time that you guys were able to be together? I feel like the drop ball for me has probably been one of the 
working pitches that I've been going through for almost a little bit over a year now, but I feel like being able to get their perspective on it has kind of made me feel more confident in throwing. I mean, not that I wasn't confident before, but made me feel like I can throw it better and more for a strike. So I feel like, I mean, of course, sometimes, you know, hearing from your coach kind of just gets repetitive, but like hearing it from a teammate, I feel like is, has been kind of like that push for me. And especially learning from Kat Osterman of like how she throws her drop and being able to just kind of hear what she has to say and what she's seeing from, from my pitches, I feel like has been a great, um, great bullpen work, great teammate, great overall, just in general. Yeah. I'm sure people would want to know what type of drop ball do you throw? <laughs> um, I, I, I throw over the top. Hey guys, for all of you, I think it's interesting. You're the young ones, right? That go to team USA and you come from being the big dogs at UCLA in Arizona. And so this past tour, it's almost like, you're probably the ones who have to carry the buckets and you're like the freshman on the team. Right. And so now it's like, you're going to go play with your college teams and you're going to be the big dogs again on ESPN all the time. Hopefully uh, 2020 Arizona UCLA world series final. I'll be really excited for that when it happens. And then you're going to jump back in with USA. Uh, how, how do you, are you able to, to flip your mindset so quickly? And do you feel like you'll be at a disadvantage because you're, you're not going to be with Team USA? Or do you feel like you're going to be at, a, at an advantage because you're going to be coming off probably like very big highs? How do you feel like your mindset will be? And Baba, I'll start with you. Um, I, yeah, I definitely can see what you're saying, but I think that that's the best part about the girls on USA, they, they never treated us like we were the freshmen. They kind of, they, they would, we would always like joke around how we were like the babies and stuff, but they would never treat us as like, Oh, you guys don't know anything. They knew that we were just as much capable of being there as them. And um, I think that that alone taught me to want to go back to my UCLA team and like the freshmen to sophomore juniors. Like I want to give them that ability to feel like they're just as much a part as a senior and I think that that's huge, you know, when you have everyone feeling like they're on the same playing field instead of people like it's like a hierarchy. I feel like that just doesn't work anyway for a team environment. But um, I just really think that they did a good job of just recognizing that we're their teammates. We're not just because we're younger doesn't mean that makes us less capable. And Deja, do you feel like that will, like if you go play with Arizona and then jump in with Team USA late, do you feel like there's a potential you'll be at a disadvantage to having a potential starting role or potentially get reps? Um, as far as reps are concerned, I'm I'm not too worried about that just because I know in college we get a lot of reps, whether that's practice or just playing games, three-game series. Um, it'll kind of be similar to tour because we do play college teams. Um, but fortunate enough for both of us, we have Olympic coaches who kind of know how to prepare us mentally and physically for what's to come um, in the Olympic Games. So, I mean, we're lucky in that aspect. Um, but like I said, as far as team chemistry, I know um, a lot of them are going to get together this summer and, and play and we kind of don't get that opportunity. So, I mean, I'm a little worried in that aspect as far as pitcher-catcher relationships and and yeah. working in that aspect. Um, but other than that, I'm not too worried just because we do have great teammates and they are willing to pick us up and catch us up onto what they've learned while we were gone. 
Rachel, a uh, question for you uh, when you were with Team USA on the tour. I know at times it's it's difficult playing different positions, pitching, hitting. Uh, how were you able to get in the work that you needed to get in? A collegiate setting, you, you can go to your field and you can show up early, you can stay late. When you're having to catch a bus or stay at a hotel and you're always on the road, it makes it a little more difficult. How are you managing your schedule so you could get in the work that you needed? Yeah, um, I feel like with the USA schedule, like you had your bullpen time, so it was strictly pitchers and catchers. And then depending on the day, like sometimes they would have like a hitting session. So after pitchers and catchers were done, me and Ali Carter plus the catchers would go and get our, get our uh, hitting workout in. And then we'd have our team practice of just strictly fielding. So, I mean, he gave us those time slots of um, what time pitchers would go, what time the hitting groups would be and then fielding, or it would be um, the team would kind of set up like a, a group together of like who wants to get in the extra hitting. So, I mean, we also as athletes had our opportunities to create a group and like head together to the field and, and also get our hitting workout in. Rachel, you're, I mean, we, we do a lot of these Zoom calls as everyone does, and everyone's usually in like office, bedroom, at home, like you're, you're there in the clubhouse at UCLA. I mean, it's pretty cool. Can you kind of just describe where you're at, what you're doing, what you're up to today? Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently doing some rehab on my knee just to get it stronger. So I come down twice a week and get a little, little leg workout in with, uh, our trainers up here and then I go back home. But um, luckily I was, in, I was able to stop by the field for the first time since I've been up here and just kind of check it out. But yeah, it's definitely different being back, um, especially taking that fall and winter quarter off. But is it eerie? Like kind of being there with no, like no one else is there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually, kind of peaceful when there's not a lot going on up here, but it's, it's a cool experience. Is it nice? Yeah. Did they remodel it? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they finally got a new couch. That couch from the seventies got retired a few years ago. So it's, it's... <laughs> um, for the, fi- my final question for the three of you, if you would all answer. So you're now in this kind of, you were in this training phase and in this maximum preparation phase to taper into the Olympics and now you're on pause with the possibility that fall ball could be coming. So what is your conditioning and routine right now for staying in shape and staying sharp, but also allowing your body some rest and recovery? Give us some specifics. Um, so in the mornings, I, I do like my my rehab work, um, just making sure that my knee is staying healthy, my arms staying healthy. And then I just kind of go back to the house. And since I don't have school right now, um, I, I've just been sitting out by the pool and just kind of relaxing, um, catching up on a show or some, doing some journaling or whatever for about an hour to two hours. And then I go back into the house, do some Zoom calls, and then um, I have another workout at 7 o'clock at night. So that's pretty much my entire day, at least until next month. Um, I just actually bought a Peloton bike with my savings, so that was a huge <laughs> investment. But um, I've been doing Peloton workouts because I really I want to try and get like uh, non-impact cardio in instead of just like going outside and running on the concrete because it's just bad for my knees and hips. But 
the bike I've really been enjoying. And then my dad, my mom and dad, they have these uh, dumbbells that go up to 50 pounds, but you can like change out the weight. And uh, Haley McClenney, she actually taught us like how to make the weight or how to get stronger from little amounts of weight. So I've been doing a lot of like tempo lifts. So where I just like say if I was squatting instead of just like going down and back up, I'll like count to five or 10, however many seconds and then go back up and just like that um, kind of tempo to lifting and those lifts to make it me stronger during this time with the little bit amount of equipment I have. Mm -hmm. And then I like to do like a lot of um, hit workouts, high intensity interval stuff. I love jump rope and I love doing like burpees and stuff. And my parents have a staircase that I just run up and down for like 10 minutes <laughs> and it's killer. Honestly, it's killer. I never would have thought my parents' house would be that brutal, but it actually works. So I've just been doing little stuff like that. Deja? Yeah, um, Bubba tried to talk me into getting a Peloton, but I just couldn't do it. Not yet. So <laughs> I've gone back to my OG trainer, who's my dad. And pretty much gone back to the basics of what kind of got me here. So just working out with him, whether that's sprints or interval running or just weightlifting with dumbbells, like Bubba said, because we don't have a gym. But kind of just going back to what got us here in the first place. And, I mean, he's pretty hardcore, relentless, and you can't say no to him because you live with him. So um, I've gotten stronger in that aspect. But uh, hitting on the tees, stuff like that. A lot of a lot of downtime, I can say, but I mean, working with what we got, no Peloton bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of us in California where the gyms are still closed, I think we can all head to Bubba's ha- uh, parents' house and run the stairs uh, to keep <laughs> us in good shape. Here, here's a question, and I don't mean to scare the rest of uh, NCAA softball, but uh, for the group, what is the better? lineup for next year to check it out okay at, at Arizona and Deja I'm sure that there'll be some lobbying for where exactly you'll be in the lineup and who will protect you but uh Deja Harper Karanko and Palomino the top four for the Cats next year uh and the potential top four um in Westwood uh Bubba Brady Aaliyah and Garcia hello <laughs> hello Goosebumps. I've got goosebumps for both those top four. Yeah. And we don't even know about the freshmen coming in yet. We haven't seen them yet. So. They might beat the U.S. team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, we, we do know one thing. It's going to be great to watch, and we certainly are all hope that we're all healthy and we are all back on the field with the fans in the stands next spring. So uh, let's keep our, our fingers crossed and hope that uh, – all the smart folks out there, the doctors and scientists, can figure all this out for us and, and get us back on the field safely. It has been a pleasure, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, best of luck to you over uh, over the summer and into the fall uh, with softball and school and all other things in life and, of course, uh, with Bubba's parents' stairs, first and foremost. <laughs> it's killer, I'm telling you. Just go up and down like 20 times and you're dead. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Deja Mooley, Paula Bubble Nichols, and Rachel Garcia, our guest on the Seven Innings Podcast. And as we teased at the top of the show, even though we don't have the mayhem on the field this year, there will be mayhem on the podcast, a major announcement coming up early next week about what we've got in store, uh, not only on the podcast, but on the ESPN networks coming up in the next few weeks. A lot of softball coming your way, folks.